0: Episode 153 of the Burning Bush podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. Today, we're reading the New Testament book of Luke, chapter 10, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible. And I'm smoking the Adventura Barbarojas Invasion San Andres in the Toro 6x54 Vitola. So let's go over to the Adventura Cigars website and see what they have to say. The new Barbarojas Invasion takes a darker, more aggressive turn in tales of ADV and McKay with world domination in mind. This medium-plus smoke invades the palate with nougat and sweet wood with hints of black pepper. Taste it or pay the price. And the wrapper is Mexican San Andres, the binder is Dominican, and the filler is Media Tiempo from the Dominican as well. The tobaccos are aged four to five years, and the cigars are also aged four to five months. And the Vitolas are the Corona, 6x44, Toro, 6x52, and the Robusto, 5x52. That is the Barbarojas Invasion by Adventura Cigars. let's get into this week's reading in the book of Luke chapter 10. And I'm reading from the English standard version, the ESV and verse one reads, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, "Peace be to this house." And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, It will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, The seventy-two returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father or who the Father is, except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. But he and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. And Spurgeon comments on verses 36 and 37, Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The one who showed mercy to him, he said. Then Jesus told him, Go and do the same. Our Lord is there explaining a point which arose out of the question, What must I do to inherit eternal life? The question is legal, and the answer is to the point. But let it never be forgotten that what the law demands of us, the gospel produces in us. The law tells us what we ought to be, and it is one object of the gospel to raise us to that condition. Hence, our Savior's teaching, though it is preeminently practical, is always evangelical. Even in expounding the law, he has always a gospel design. Two ends are served by his setting up a high standard of duty. On the one, He slays the self-righteous who claim to have kept the law by making people feel the impossibility of salvation by their own works. And on the other hand, he calls believers away from all content with mere decencies of life and the routine of outward religion and stimulates them to seek after the highest degree of holiness. Indeed, after that excellence of character, which only his grace can give. The Samaritan is a model for those who would help the afflicted, but we have a higher model, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was not preaching about himself at all, yet we may illustrate our Lord's goodness by it. This is a picture of a generous-hearted man who cares for the needy, but the most generous-hearted man that ever lived was the man of Nazareth and none ever cared for sick and suffering souls as he has done. The wounded man could not blame himself for his sad estate. It was his misfortune, not his fault. But you and I are not only half dead, but altogether dead in trespasses and sins, and we have brought many of our ills on ourselves. The thieves that have stripped us are our own iniquities." The wounds we bear have been inflicted by our own suicidal hands. We are not in opposition to Jesus Christ as the poor Jew was to the Samaritan from the mere force of prejudice, but we have been opposed to the blessed Redeemer by nature. We have, from the first, turned away from him. We have resisted and rejected him. The poor man did not have put his Samaritan friend away. But we have done so to our Lord. Wonderful love moved the Savior's heart when he found us in all our misery and bent over us to lift us out of it, though he knew we were his enemies. And back to Luke, verse 38. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And Spurgeon comments on verses 41 and 42. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. Agitated and distressed, Martha was afraid that something would go wrong with the dinner. She had too much on her hands, too much on her brain. That led her to blame her sister Mary and to try to get the Lord to blame her too. There's a strong sense of self-righteousness in Martha's speech. I will not tell her to leave my instruction, said our Lord, or to get up from the position she occupies. No, you may go about your work. She is honoring me as much as you are, if not more. This did not mean Mary was perfect or that Martha was wholly to be condemned. Both needed to learn much from Jesus, and Mary was more in the way of it. Still, Martha was doing good service. What I can do for Christ is little. What He did for me is so amazing, so matchless, so unspeakable, so glorious, but I ought to give that the major part of my attention. I may sometimes run with Martha to do what Christ needs of me, but I think I should more free- frequently sit with Mary to receive from Christ what I need from Him. Our religion is not a first-class order if it is altogether looking at our practice and not at the finished and perfect work of Christ. Martha, Martha, Christ does not stand in need of you half as much as you do of Him. It is proper for you to think how you may economize time to attend the house of prayer, and how you will bring up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and how you will save a little money to give to the poor or to Christ's church. All these things are right. It is well you should do them. But remember... Christ did more for you. And that's the end of today's reading in the book of Luke. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. Also, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless and the Burning Bush Merchandise Store where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. If you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time... Have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless.